Seven, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three. Good luck, studio. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to introduce to you Paul Chandler, the shy Yeti. <laughs> He's not that shy. I wanted was a pie, and then I hatched out of an egg. Okay, bring the mic over. He's ready to record. It's the quiet ones you've got to watch, you know. Is it metaphorical? Is it? Is it deep? Is it deep? <laughs> Boy, he's not all that shy as bright. <laughs> Blimey, Governor, it's the Shy Life Podcast. Hello, campers. How are you? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shy Life Podcast with me, Paul the Shagetti. How are you doing? Oh, I'm all right, thank you very much. Um, so, what's this episode going to be about? Well, I've got two special guests uh, who have talked to each other before, but who don't often get to talk. So, we've got them back together. It's Nick Goodman and Toppy Smelly. Hello! Back together again. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Good to be here. It's uh, been a long time. It has, um, kind of. Yeah, I took been about 100, 150 episodes, I think. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you exactly. Totally, totally. Um, Toppy uh, has some questions first, but um, I will explain more once we find the theme music. So let's run that theme music. Darling, it's the Shy Life podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You won't find a cast of characters like this everywhere. Hello, Queen. I'll carry any life of the Delicious. This particular episode of the Shy is, is a little more abstract than usual. Okay, it looks like the hairy guy is ready to record. Three, two, one. Go Shy Yeti. Oh, he hasn't found out my secret. I think he has. If you thought that was bad, just listen to this. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's the game. It's the Shy Life Podcast. He's positively glowing. It's all green and it's here. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> and we're back. Um, so I, I was talking to Toppy. When I, when I suggested doing this episode, I was talking to Toppy about what we should talk about. And uh, Toppy mentioned that a particular episode we'd released which was actually one that had been sitting in the archives for a while but it had raised quite a lot of questions with him it was an episode we'd done about tape zines and things like that mm. is, is, is that right toby well yeah actually it's the last i'm a little behind but that's for me the last episode of the shy life i listened to and boy do i have questions <laughs> uh, i found it absolutely fascinating and uh, these questions are, are not going to come out in the right order. And I'm going to jump around a lot, but it's all about that. And I, I just found it so interesting. And I'm so glad that Paul played actual pieces of what you talked about in the first part. And first of all, I got to I got to say, um, Nick, I think at one point you said, well, you couldn't do this. It wouldn't work as a podcast nowadays. And I have to say, if if I uh, understood you correctly, I, I think 
I think what you had there was what a lot of podcasts are and that it would go over very well. um, Actually, yes. um, I'm not quite sure what I meant by that now, come to think of it. I think um, because, of course, a lot of the, uh, as is probably self-evident in the the episode, a lot of the people that we... um, who got together for the tape scenes um, were disparate friends who we kind of, and the, the tape scenes actually helped to mould them together. So we've got people like Tropy and Lisa and and all these people that uh, we've known for years. And then of course, Lisa brought, was that that's how Lisa came into the fold. Um, but yeah, I suppose, yeah, because you've got the audio thing and you've got the clips. I think um, I was a little, I'm always a little bit worried about putting out RPS as a podcast because I suppose of the copyright thing, but also well, yeah. Um, I Paul, Paul I mean, adheres to that very st- strictly. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't exactly. No, but I, no, nobody's put me in jail yet. No, I think I mean, you could probably get away with this. And I did a, a a review of a film for Warren in the new just before Christmas, which we put some film clips in. And I I suppose at the time I didn't think anything of it, but also I think we were. We're a bit wild card as well, um, and there are a few of our number that kind of um, not exactly in hiding, but they you know they suffer from anxiety, and they don't. I I very much doubt they'd actually want. I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, there's a you probably have to edit a few comments because they they'd mm-hmm. be a bit liableless. We were very small fry in those days compared to some sure. of the other tape scenes. But, um, well, I, I mean, I was listening to it, and I said to myself, my God. He was podcasting before there was podcasting. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, 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 want, I want to make sure, just in case people are listening to this right now who didn't hear that episode, uh, Paul or, or Nick, very, very briefly, just tell, explain all over briefly what tape zines were about and what what years we're talking about, what, what time frame. Um. Shall I do the other? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you, you, um, time for, uh, well, um, tape scenes basically a tape version of a magazine. There was a lot of taking Doctor Who as an example. There was a lot of fanzines, uh, which of course is a, a bit much wider um, sort of un, understood kind of concept because there's fanzines about all sorts of things. But they're all paper. They're all sort of invariably very cheaply produced and photocopied. Sometimes photocopied very badly, and. Um, this was a tape version of it. There's, I'm about 1983. I bought my first Doctor Who tape scene. I'd know, I loved tape record. I've always loved cassettes and recording everything. I love all that sort of stuff. And so the idea of a tape scene, which hadn't occurred to me before, was a revelation. I sent for it at once. And um, okay. then right. so uh, it, let, let me hold you. Let me hold you off right there because I think the connection from fanzines to tape zines is an important one. Yeah. At that time, and even before, certainly, I would say this fanzine thing is routed in the early 70s uh, through, yeah. and, and yes, certainly through the 80s. And fanzines were a real thing here in America, whereas tape zines, I never heard of it until you guys were talking about. Anyways, the connection between fanzines and tape scenes, fanzines were things that I, you know, someone like me who maybe adored a comic book or a character or a comic book company or Star Trek or something like that. Yeah. 
And because we were such fans, we were compelled to share our thoughts or collect other people's thoughts. And we would, you know, we'd type it out on our typewriter. Yeah. And then we'd find little bits of art that we'd cut out and we'd put it in there. And then we'd Xerox the hell out of it. Yeah. And um, send it to people. But not only that, people were so uh, into this that they would take these little assemblages, usually connected by at least one staple. <laughs> and uh, and they would go to store uh, bookstores and say, is it okay if I just leave these here? You know, they'd be free. Yeah. And so you could go into good bookstores that understood this phenomenon and allowed people to leave their stuff there. You could go in and find these little fanzines and you only oh and they were some of them were wacky, some of them were hugely abstract, some of them were very scholarly. Yeah. Um, but but it was a thing. People yeah. did this. Yeah. And so what Nick's talking about is a, a, a little bit of an evolution beyond that. And what I want to know is, so you said it was a revelation, but how did you, I guess you said you bought one, but where did, where did you find it? How did you come across a tape zine? I was, um, for 10 years between 80 and 90, I was a member of the Doctor Appreciation Society, which had a... Um, a newsletter that went out, Celestial Toy Room, and they would put adverts for the fanzines in it. And um, there was this, there was one that ran for years and years called The Oracle, which a guy called David Howe did. And there was a big proclamation in one of the, in 1983, in this, on this, one of the pages of uh, the newsletter saying, The Oracle speaks. And I thought, oh. Um, and I thought, you know, and, and read on. I thought, why has nobody done this before? In actual fact, somebody had done it before because I've since received a copy from our friend Alan of a special that was done by the Doctor Appreciation Society in about 1977, which had a, a huge barrage of clips from stories that, um, I, you know, were considered missing. And, and this must have been an apps. I, I don't know how widely spread it was because we, we been, had take orders, obviously, but they, I don't know if you had to send away. It was before my time, so I didn't know anything about it. So, um, uh, but I had this one off thing called The World of Doctor Who, which was like a guide to the, the very earliest years for the, for the novice fans. Um, and so he, he did, there, there was that just that one off before, before this. But it certainly captured my imagination because I heard all these clips from stories I'd not seen. Um, mm -hmm. It was and, amazing. And you came across it at, at what a, a Doctor Who convention or something, or what? Like, uh, well, it, 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 oh, you saw an advertised. That's right. Yeah, they, they sent you a. If you were lucky, sometimes they were a little bit behind with them, but uh, they sent you this date weekly. Um, sorry, yeah, monthly newsletter, which showed you a range of fanzines to buy it told you all the latest news about the program um, there you go folks it's a fanzine about fanzines how about that oh it, it quite literally yes yeah huh. it, well, that's how that's how nutty you know fanboys yeah. were they loved that stuff that we we ate it up yes um paul i don't want to leave you out of this uh, <laughs> i was a bit i was a bit little in those days <laughs> yeah. Now you you uh, 
Well, maybe you did, but I don't think so. You 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 knew of tape scenes, but uh, you weren't you didn't try one, or did you? To try doing one, I should say. I think I found out about them via Nick, really, or that's or when he started talking about um, being a bit younger. I wasn't so much into fandom at that at the time when Nick was, uh, so I wasn't. I, I was a little bit out of the loop, and also. Uh, I didn't have any Doctor Who friends for quite a while until I met Nick. So we're talking about sort of 87, 88. Uh, so I was a bit, I was a bit behind on connecting with other fans. I was a fan in isolation, uh, and the odd friend at school who was a fan, but they were. I never knew somebody who was as much a fan as me, or, mm. or, or was more of a fan than I was. And you that, know what? Uh, what you just said struck me and 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 i think it explains why this phenomenon um grew and was was a thing you just said isolation uh uh uh, uh, you could be a suit like i'm going to take myself and dark shadows as an example if there was anything i was a super fan of it was dark shadows but i exist this fandom existed me myself and i (laughs) I could tell friends about it, and they'd look at me like their eyes would blink and glaze over. And, like, you know, they had never seen it. They didn't know what I was excited about. And it's a, it was just a fandom of me. And these fanzines uh, uh, allowed fans to communicate with each other and share their joy about what they were fans about. That's – it was isolation. It was – that's how you 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 could be excited about something because <laughs> if you were like me, you'd be going, "I love that that Barnabas, I sure did, and Julia," and and people would just, "Okay, okay, right, okay, Toppy, I think it's time for you to go to bed." No. <laughs> Alternatively, though, I mean, when you when I joined the Doctor Appreciation Society in 1980, I was thinking. Um, I'd be, you know, I was 11. I, I was thinking there was going to be people as wide-eyed and uh, um, in awe of the, you know, we were thoroughly in love with the show. As I did, and of course, most of them were a lot older than me, and they'd seen the early years, and they really weren't very impressed with the the stuff that was on at the time. So Isn't that I, funny? I, it was a rude awakening. I, I suddenly realised there was this kind of. Um, the, the level of cold indifference, or or, or, or rather snobbish superiority about the, the very era i was um, you know I, I was very kind of a, a small fish in a, a, a very large and unfriendly pond in some cases it, it also might be fair to say that whereas in the 1970s like every kid who was worth worth their merit would 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 watch doctor who whereas by the 80s it was the one or two oddballs in the class that watched Doctor Who and nobody else watched it anymore. <laughs> mm. Yeah, folks in, in America who are listening to this, you have to understand, if you don't, that Doctor Who was a thing in the UK for over a decade. It was a long, 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 long running TV show that literally, just the way Nick described, you, you, it would be kind of like me... And my track is the original cast. Yeah. And then I'm trying to explain my joy of the original cast to someone who's all into the next gen- generation. 
And they're like, oh, my God, that original cast, it was so old and the sex were stupid. Uh, oh, my God, it was so cheesy. And because they love Next Generation, which is an altogether different thing. So that's we're talking about something that existed for so long. You actually have different generations who love Absolutely. different parts of it, of, the, of, of Doctor Who's history. And it was that frustration in not having, or, or, or my voice being in the minority, that most motivated me doing a, a fanzine or a tape scene of my own, even though it took a long, 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 long time to get going. Yeah. And right. another thing um, folks need to uh, remind themselves is this is all before the internet. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's easy to connect with fans, it's no problem now, but back then. Yeah. There, got, it was difficult. Yeah, I mean, it's groups coming out of your ears these days, and you know, there, there's there's nothing you can't be a group of. In although, although it's actually harder, I, there are so many groups. It's difficult to find the group that you fit in yeah. to because you've got the new show, you've got the old show, you've got people who like the old show, don't like the new show. You've got you know, there's so many different subsections. The amount of Doctor Who groups I've joined and then left because everyone's so negative about yeah. some aspect, whereas I'm generally positive about everything to some level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm just like, oh, I don't need to read this. I don't need yeah. to read how it's awful that there's a female doctor or... Um, or. And you, you get squashed also between those polarised opinions um, because I, I've been... Uh, there are several missing episodes of Doctor Who, ones that the BBC wiped. And I'm on, I'm very keen on them discovering some or anything these days. And um, we've... I was... I've been on so many sites that have either... The, 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 the ultra... Super optimistic and the super negative clashed violently, and I, I would just walk away from it. No, this isn't for me. Uh, but just recently, there's a guy who's said he's he's looking for episodes, and he's given very rational explanations as to why this might be and, and why this would. And, and suddenly, there's a everything's a little bit more balanced, and and, and that sort of thing. I think the telling thing check. is that actually this is perfectly normal and happens in every fan area um because the, uh, my, my my experience in the last year has been that I, i'm a big abba fan but i've never been like in an abba fan club in the way that i've been in it was always there was a group i loved but i didn't know many other fans and i didn't i it, it was just a personal thing but i since they've done a new album i have i had joined a few facebook groups and it in that fandom, there's always people who, who, when they have a difference of opinion, they don't have the social grace to kind of phrase it nicely. They just snap yeah. at somebody, and yeah. you've got the moderator kind of going, come, come on, come on, we're trying to be... Yeah. And I'm thinking, this is very familiar to some of the Doctor Who groups. Oh. I mean, I'm sure Star Trek groups, yeah. whatever, yeah. every group. Um, I think you're right. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I know you're right, because one yeah. thing, one group uh, on Facebook uh, uh, or set of groups I visit every single day are uh, groups about Marvel Comics, you know, and they're all separated. Marvel Comics Silver Age, Marvel Comics Golden Age, uh, Marvel Comics, we only talk about Jack Kirby here, Marvel Comics, right? And um, boy, uh, if, if you love the Marvel Cinema Universe and you go into one of those comic book groups and talk about a marvel mo- movie you are going to get your ass trounced the hell out of there 
because we don't talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe in this group. God damn it, we only talk about 1971 and 73, and that's it. So get out of here. We don't want to hear you. And it's very volatile. I mean, it's like, come on. All right. I mean, where, where I sometimes have, uh, with, with the, I think the Doctor Who ones I've just given up, if I realize the group's so negative, I, I'll just, just leave it. But um, that, with, with the ABBA one, I've noticed there's a few people, there are, there are some of their songs, maybe that they're album tracks or B-sides, that are slightly tackier than the big hits. But some of those... I really like in the same way as there are Beatles songs that are tackier or or weirder, which uh, or some people consider them novelty, like Yellow Submarine. But those are the songs that when I first got into them, that they appealed to me because I was I was young. They have a place in the canon of of, of both groups, and uh, so I do sometimes. You know, if I see there's a a, a, a song or or something needs um, sticking up for, then then. I'll go. No, actually, that's one of my favourites, and, and I know Nick was also keen to do that with Doctor Who stories that weren't yeah. uh, that were that were out of favour. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, well, let, I want to talk about uh, the, the technology uh, behind tape scenes and this miraculous thing that happened sometime in the mid seventies or before, or a little after. I'm not exactly sure, but it was this little thing called. A tape cassette recorder. <laughs> I bet all each of us has a story about getting their first little, uh, maybe Panasonic, you know, uh, tape recorder machine with a condensed mic or sometimes a, a cord you could plug in with a, a different kind of mic. I Mine had a condensed mic. Anyways, I got mine on my... How old are you when you or in first year of junior high, anyways, young, anyways. But I got my Panasonic tape cassette recorder uh, for a birthday present. And it changed my life. <laughs> uh, when, did, when did you guys like it? I bet it, I bet it was a gift. Paul, do you want to go first? Because I, I don't, I, I won't know when to stop. Uh, well, <laughs> I, yeah, I, remember having a, I remember having a tape recorder f- for a birthday uh, but I can't remember too much about what I used it for. The one I was talking to Nick about before we started recording that, that did that it start to excite me more was the the, the Walkman that I had that recorded uh, because then I could I, I'd always liked the idea being in um, be, be, partly because of being into writing. I liked the idea, but also. A writer who liked walking. I always wanted a dictaphone or something so I could go on a walk and then suddenly go, oh, stop a message. Uh, I've just come up with an idea, you know, all sort of very pretentious. Um, and I never did get one. It was very frustrating because my dad had them in his office and, and so I knew that they existed when I wanted one. But um, when I got my Walkman that recorded, I was able to, to do that. And of course, I, I don't know that I did do that very much once I actually had it, but I did really start to do it may be around the same time as I was doing tape messages. So it may be that I um, did tape messages to, to friends. And also I did find that I'd done an audio play with my brother, which I, I complete, which has been on this show and I'd totally forgotten about it. So I don't think I used it as much as I, I thought I did, but I certainly did. But uh, uh, um, it, Nick, before uh, uh, you go, I just want to say what I used mine for. Um, I, uh, as soon as I 
got this thing. I think I started doing my own little radio plays. Just exactly the way I'm still doing them today on the Smellcast. I don't know what that says about me, but... But you're uh, creative. Uh, never stop cherishing that. There you go. Um, anyways, I, 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 that, I, that is uh, the first thing I started doing, uh, and um, and I did it from junior high all the way to my last year of high school, um, and then college took over, and you know life went a different direction, and I lost my audience of one which was my best friend who happened to be named Paul. Uh, not this Paul. <laughs> uh, Amer- American Paul. And uh, we, uh, I had an audience of one. It was Paul. He was the best audience I'd, I've ever had in my life. And uh, I would come to school with a tape cassette in my pocket, and I'd say, here's the latest episode. Oh. He'd take it home and listen. And then it got him to do his own radio play. So he'd come in the next day, here's my next episode. And uh, so we, uh, that's it. We, the, the, the audience never extended beyond the two of us. Anyways, that's what I did with my Panasonic. Uh, where, where and when did you get yours, Nick? My first love was a <laughs> My parents bought it in October 70. I still have a scan of the chit of the um, a, a check. It was a gorgeous thing with a glass top. Well, sort of plasticky glass top, and a and a mic, a separate mic. Um, my dad mostly used it for taping things off the radio, uh, some of which I've still got, and some very early recordings of my sister and I. Um, but what? And occasionally we get it out, and I, I we do it like there's a silly little pop song I, I do at one point. There's a poem that my sister reads, um, but I kind of. I think about 1976, I thought, yeah, let's let's get this out and record something. And it's just me singing and sort of pretending there's an audience out there. And then about a year later, I came home from school. And I thought, let's do this again. And me and that Sony, which was kind of getting on a bit by then, um, were inseparable. And Christmas 77, I was never off the bloody thing. Um, <laughs> I, I, you say you were saying about it changing your life. It changed mine. I, I, I was nutty. I suddenly became nutty about uh, tape recording. Uh, and I just I did songs. I did little sketches. I did little interviews. At the time, I was I'd started my own sort of uh, science episodic science fiction homegrown show called The Magnet Editor, which uh, a very large book exists out there. Um, about it and all the stories and everything but uh, in those days you know I, I wasn't recording it but i was kind of doing little behind supposedly behind the scenes features with interviews with the cast and things like that and i did my own i did the, the, you were talking about audio plays i really missed a miss missed the boat really and i didn't really grasp it in the same way that you did i really liked that story and but i i did do when everybody was out and i wasn't going to be interrupted i did actually do a whole story um i did i played all the characters i did all the special effects i did all the instrumental music all, the, all my mm-hmm. verbal communication and i wish i still had it and there's so many things i wish i still had from that era because it was wild and it was silly and it was you know and yeah. i and i have my own arena and and i went on to get a tape recorder of my own. There's a there's the little thingy I put on Facebook, which is a recording of me getting my own tape recorder in 1979. This was the family one, the Sony. Uh, and 
Um, it was from Rumbelows, which was a very ill-fated um, it was high street. It was one of the first high streets to get. Um, <laughs> and um, it was that lasted about two months before it, it sort of uh, had something fatal happen to it. And then I got a crown one, which was uh, clattered a lot. I recorded a lot of doctors uh, clattered. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there was cassette tape recorder. I had a, a, a sharp and then I had... Oh, one the last actual I think the last actual tape recorder I had was a something called a realistic one which had different speeds and things like that and that nice. is the one I recorded all my ray face shifts on um, and the, I, the, I think that the cables were still there I think I was still using that to record music uh, to put on my films in 2000 when um, when I was going first going out with Ali because I uh, by that time the cable was so uh, knackered that I held it down with a book which was <laughs> and she said hang on I don't know much about electricity but surely you'll fry <laughs> but uh, no I, I, and I, I mean I, I went I, in the 80s I got into mini tape recorders um, the, like you were saying the dictaphony type ones I would take them to parties I've still got recordings from that era and from parties maybe a bit of a knob of myself but I um, it, it was I just wanted to get to know people. I wanted to kind of, it broke the ice. It almost broke a bit part of, part of me when people didn't want to do it. But um, yeah. but it was, I'm glad I did that now because there's people like that have grown up and grown old and in some cases aren't with us anymore. And the most, the one, the one recording I really treasure more than anything else is my grandparents. They, we recorded them talking about my dad's childhood in, well, back in 71. And then we've, I've still got that and it's absolutely wonderful. So um, this yeah. passion, that's what got me going, this passion for recording, which is why I always sort of threw my hat in the ring for any recordings uh, with um, podcasts and everything, because I've, I've just, yeah, it's, it's definitely a passion. Definitely, I think, yeah. I, think um, I probably, uh, my, my version of audio, although I did, you know, dabble, in many ways but i think i was i was like that with my video camera <laughs> and that i was a, ah. I was a menace <laughs> to society and you wouldn't see me with without it around my neck for about a 10-year period um but like, yes like, and, and that was just, yeah i was just gonna say that was the next step in the evolution is because these tape cassette machines we're talking about existed long before <clears throat> home video and home video cameras you know were a thing uh, and of course the originals were massive and yeah. then they got smaller and smaller and smaller. At any rate, that was the next step um, that, um, you know, I kind of missed because I was off to college by the time home videos became a thing. And, you know, I just, it was a, just a different era in my life. Had I had uh, a damn video recorder uh, uh, of my own <clears throat> i would have been a maniac with it just like you guys yeah <laughs> i was at college i was at oh. university for the first three years but but i wasn't the sort of person where i had but i was that sociable at university i had my couple of friends and that and then when there were free times when i didn't have lectures i'd be off recording by myself or with people if there were people um, if there were people, so um, <laughs> part was my was my was was my social life in a way. Even if I there was nobody else involved mm -hmm. in the episodes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, um, let me say a couple things <clears throat> before we go because I, uh, Nikki mentioned how 
you know, it makes you sad how much that you recorded back then is now gone. <clears throat> and uh, I certainly understand that. You guys have done a much better job than I have of saving all that stuff to my eternal, eternal regret for some stupid reason. All of those tapes that I did with my friend Paul, I saw in a box one day and I said, why am I still holding on to these? Why? And I purged myself. I threw them away. Oh, my God. Yeah. To but my you eternal that, regret. You? you kind of get to a point in your life where you, the, 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 it's sort of turned. Not so much where we are now, where we, 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 we cherish what we've done and we, we all get us keep every little. But, I mean, you, you do. I, I did a whole series of recordings with my friend Mark Slade and we were we were playing two scientists and we had all these wacky creations and we had all these wacky characters and we recorded them all that's all gone yeah you do though I mean it really don't torture yourself too much because it it does happen you do go through that the the fact that Sutton Park survived is partly due to the fact that my parents have got a reasonable sized house and that they didn't need drawers in particular their bedrooms where where those tapes could just sit for thirty years. I've got to the age now where I'm. I am. You know, anything, any little thing that kind of comes to photographs, recordings, audio recording. You know, I I kind of ooh yes. I mean, someone came up with a someone I'd known for years, uh, or on Facebook with, came up with a picture from when we were at Playgroup in 1973, and there's a picture of us there, and I, it's an old picture of myself I'd never seen before, and I was I was absolutely over the moon. It's me again, Cuthbert the Robot. I'm just here to provide a break in our current episode. I am happy to announce that I have some clips that were passed to me by Nick of some of the recordings that he made during his youth, some of them dating back to the 1970s, now safe digitized for our enjoyment in 2022. They involve friends and family, some of them are from recordings that he made during birthday parties, anyway. They are presented here as an example of a kind of recordings that Nick made before the days of tape scenes, home movies, or podcasts. Let's have a listen and see what he came up with as we head back many years into the archives. Book three, 
and I enjoy going to Helen's house for lunch. And um, I play, I play with her basil brush uh, after after dinner. And um, uh, 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 and all sorts of things. And basil brush and can. I'm on Violet Book um, 3 and uh, Jenny has been good and I hope you enjoyed your trip to Paris um, and, and I enjoy uh, going to Helen's house it, uh, I, uh, and the last time I went there I, I went into her bedroom <laughs> and Basil Rush and go Thank you for your presence of Mr. Goodman, 
That was very beautiful. And I see you will be singing it at a concert on Christmas Day for to delight yeah. us all again. Goodbye, everybody. That was Mr. Goodman. <laughs> As last time, he was so very whispery. Runs around the house as if she chasing after a little mouse. What are we going to do with Molly Mitten? Molly Mitten, she's running wild. What are we going to do with Molly? What are we going to do with Molly? What are we going to do with such a child? As we go through the cat list. <laughs> Everybody, start. Catch it if you can and jump it to the air. Catch it if you can, catch it if you can. If you are a man, catch it if you can. Throw it if you must, catch it if you can. Catch it if you can, if you are a man. Throw it if you must, you can. If you are a man, kick it if you must, catch it if you can. Catch it if you can. If you are a man, now here's bounce up and down. Bounce up and down, bounce up and down. When you go to town, you'll bounce up and down. Bounce up and down, bounce up and down. When you go to town, you'll bounce up and down. That's the weird thing with the videos is that I connect far more with them to a certain extent with the audio that I strip off the videos uh, because as, as good as the digitizations are, um, the, the audio doesn't age in the same way as uh, and is far more pristine than, you know, yeah. that I, I, and because audio is my thing these days, uh, that, that that's... Uh, that's probably when I connect most because I, I, I'm I'm using it for something that I'm doing, I'm putting out there now sort of thing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just want to um, let the, you know, tell the audience that for those of us that were around, you know, in the era where we, we would, we would develop or grow shelves and shelves and shelves of VHS tapes and audio cassette tapes. The idea now that we do it digitally and it exists in the cloud or on a hard drive and all of these hours of things for example the smell cast in the last 11 12 years it's all in this one little itty bitty place <laughs> which is like you know a miracle 
it's beautiful, isn't it? It's absolutely beautiful. I didn't think it was physically possible to uh, say for some park as an example you know to all uh, 3,158 3, episodes of Sutton Park in this little box that's like no bigger than a, 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 a cigarette case yes so it's ladies, amazing beautiful, beautiful. Um, the other thing I want to tell the audience um, is why uh, getting back to um, audio cassettes, why they were, why it was such a big deal. And, and, uh, and it's because, uh, uh, before audio cassettes, there, there were portable recorders. My father actually had one in the late sixties. Must've cost him a pretty penny. It was small, but it was real to real, meaning that you would have this magnetic tape around a spool and you'd have to thread it through and then connect it to another reel that would pull it along. And by the time you finished an hour of recording, all of that magnetic tape on one reel would end up on the other reel. And it was called reel to reel. And it just slowed you down. You, you had these fussy tapes that were, that would come undone and you'd, you know, you'd have magnetic tape on the floor and you'd spool it up again and it's the threading, and I mean, it was just, a, it sounds like, what are you talking about? But it was just a, it wasn't snappy doodle. Yeah. It's the, the cassette tape recorder, you get that cassette tape, you plop it in there, you close it, you push play, you push record, it's done, it's there. It was so it, immediate. Yeah, or well, you would still get the odd thing where the machine would chew it up. But I, yeah. I, I like I, I used to be there if I'd recorded. I remember I did. I recorded the Christmas party of a, a the church youth group I was part of, and um, the tape chewed it up. And uh, yeah. I was like there as a cross between a, a a very serious surgeon and an anxious parent trying to, to just kind of just turn it right the round way link it up again and then put it gently into the recorder but going back to reel to reel um yes i even as uh late as the early 90s i was um i did the sound system for a, i ran the sound system for a, a local amdram group that i amateur dramatics group that i'm part of and they were still using reel to reel back then it's amazing yeah. I, I don't think we were expecting this but uh i do have a special guest to to uh introduce now um it is uh an audio tape. Hello, uh-huh. audio tape. What, what was it? Yes, very good. What was, ah. it like, uh, what was it like sitting in the drawer next to me for the last 30 years and not being used? <laughs> <laughs> ah, really? Uh-uh. Oh, oh you've got some other place to be? All right. Well, thanks for joining us. That's, that's it for now. Yeah. You know what's funny about that, Paul, yeah. is that sound. <laughs> to all three of us, really oh, means something, yeah. doesn't it? Although, oh, doesn't it ever? Although that oh wasn't an audio, that was a. Yeah, we've still got to take. You know, we we still embrace all mediums in our household. Um, but we, so we still have. I don't think we've actually got a tape recorder per se, but we've got a tape converter, so mm. I can play any cassette tape and convert it into a um, um, MP3 sound file. Yeah, I think, I think I've done that with all all domestic recordings that I've got. Yeah. The other sound that's embedded in our mind's audience is the sound of, of putting the tape in and closing the cover. <laughs> that sound was like, oh, my God. Um, I got 
I want to go on with some questions about how you actually made your fanzines, Nick. And I'm just assuming now. So I heard, it, it, Paul played at the end of that episode actual um, clips from one of your fanzines, and and the, you know there there were uh, sound effects or or uh, clips from the show that kind of thing. And I I have to assume, given what you had, you must have had two recorders and you would play the clip and then record it on the other machine right um sort of yeah i mean we we did have i did have a kind of um stereo system with um it it was it was bought in curry's uh, the um the 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 place and it was a i think it was a shop demonstration so we are talking pretty cheap trash Mm -hmm. Um, but but it, uh, it was a limitation uh, of the the machine, like reel to reel. You know, this went on for years at radio stations. You you could cut and splice with a razor blade and put it back together with a type, and you could do your editing. But if you were using a cassette tape, you didn't do that. No. Uh, a cassette tape, it would have ruined it. Um, so you had to do the editing in the machine as you were going right there was a mark there was always a master tape with ray Fetish shift and um i would get i would record up to a point and then it was the first article and um if it was like uh, Troby used to come and see me every every other sunday and if he you know i, I always set a theme so i i you know and Troby would come up with it and he would record you know we got to that point in the tape and he would mm-hmm record that we could record if he was in, in my room we'd record it straight on there if i get a contribution from my friend in lancashire um i would say right um so we leave a gap here and or we tape it onto here from the from the stereo system with the two decks mm. um, put it on okay. there and then we'd record an end bit there or paul would come around he'd do something live on the on the actual tape master tape so live on tape <laughs> yeah. Oh well, um, straight onto the master tape as opposed to a uh, dubbed on uh, by the um, the the, um, the stereo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was all very cheap. It was an unsophisticated and a realistic tape recorder, which was just a, a, a shiny kind of. It was just a normal tape recorder, but it lasted all that time. And uh, we'd, yeah, we um, connect. I, the, the thing that made me decide to do an audio tape, apart from Paul doing a, um, a one as well was um, I had a jack lead and that meant I could get the recording from the video boom into that with and you could talk uh, freely whilst it was being recorded because it was uh, immediately jacked in so that was that, uh, that kind of and also I was getting more show uh, more of the show on video by then I thought yeah let's let's go for it let's put one out okay. and see see if people like it and then and um, I did, I ended up doing 14 yeah 14 mm-hmm. um, well, that explains what I heard, and that's if if you did what I did and had two machines and you would play something and then record it, there was a loss in quality because you're basically dubbing a tape and then sometimes you'd be having a dubbed dubbed. Absolutely. <laughs> but you're, you're saying you had the cords and the connectors that uh, you weren't using the mic, you, you you were going from one machine to the other via a, a, a patch cord. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the things actually, because uh, some some people, even the, one of, some of our team, even the last episode didn't actually grasp this or use this, because there's a video that exists of us making the last issue. Uh, my our friend Andrew Candish is doing an article. And he's running a clip, and he's he's got the tape recorder there and the clip there on the stereo and and, and recording. I said, "Are we going to dub it? Are you going to jack it in? Uh, put the jack in." That is. And right. uh, and he's he's kind of talking over this kind of thing. And like, oh, thanks a lot. Well, why didn't you jack it in? And then we have a kind of one of the stand up kind of comedy row um, because of this. But so it, it, there are there is video footage. There's some on Sutton Park actually. There's just video footage that exists of us recording. But yeah, yeah the, the whole you know the whole thing. I think there's a bit on YouTube well, as well. It, it didn't necessarily happen as much with the tape zine, but um, we had a friend who. One who did audio dramas um, uh, in the same way as we might have done tape zines and and it's very similar to how we do things for the Smellcast and the Charlotte podcast that you might you might ask me to do some lines or you might ask me and I'll send it you and usually these days the sound quality isn't that different between you and me if we've recorded directly onto uh, some recording device but if the sound is lower then we can easily sort of crank it up so that it matches but of yeah. course back in the late 80s early 90s it, doing in the way we did things if there was a difference in in sound quality so our friend who did the dramas uh, he'd ask us to do our lines and then he'd get five or six different people sending in recordings unfortunately the the, the the difference in sound quality would be very dramatic and it would not it would it, it would it, it would not be um, it would be very obvious that the people yeah. weren't in the room. I mean, in, in the, I mean, that happened a little bit with me in the Australia podcast when we first started doing stuff, you and I, and pretending we were in the same room and we were recording before Skype allowed you to record. We had, I had to, so, so, so but, but not to the extent that they experienced it back yeah. then. Where, oh, that was funny. That was the, uh, the attack of the killer tulips, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's right. Um, I, I remember that very well because I, I I think I sent some voices in to this this audio drama and and it, it got cancelled before the, my episodes went out which I thought just my luck really but um, <laughs> it was yeah I know what Paul means because you, you'd have there would be a great you'd have someone say a line and then you'd have a a, a, clunk, a a great big clunk and and another voice standing like it was recorded in the Antarctic yeah. uh, with a funny little man blue voice. <laughs> And, and, then, and then somebody would come back at a different, and it it didn't really work. Uh, no, but it was fun. But it was oh, it was fun. The whole the whole experimental thing, you know. I yeah. I get warm and fuzzies just thinking about it. Um, um, well, Nick, there were some telltale signs uh, on on the clips that Paul put on a show from your um, tape scenes and. The one I noticed was first of all there was no loss in quality and and I said well he w Nick wasn't doing what I did I just had two machines and my mic would pick up what the other machine was doing and there'd be that loss in quality so I said okay Nick certainly wasn't doing that the other thing telltale thing that was missing from your recordings is that clunk you just said because every time you touch the play button if you had a condenser mic especially you'd get that at I the think, beginning I think, I of think. every time you pressed record and you couldn't 
you couldn't get that damn sound off. Oh, <laughs> I, I think actually probably um, the the chosen clip was um, probably I, the, one of the better quality. I, well, we did, we and did. also I think if there had been a clonk, I I did some editing. <gasps> I did. Oh. I did do some. I, I did do a little bit of, of because because the clips that I was given were more than I needed. I, I was editing bits. So there was, yeah, there was totally, 21st century editing. Yeah, we, we, we didn't go clunk all the time. But um, the thing is, with with RPS, we we knew it was just done in their bedroom with cheap equipment. And it was just, it, it was all about having fun. And um, we, we, you know, we, we used to say there was that, and we, we built upon, built upon, built upon the jokes that uh, it, it was cheap or, or you know, we'd, we'd be very sarcastic about the production values. And, and we, we would say, um, one of them is uh, the music. The music's on a tape on the bed. I can't be bothered to put it in the machine, so I'll impersonate it, and they'd mm. sing it instead. And we built on those jokes all the time. It sort of, yeah. So we didn't take ourselves very seriously, but uh, yeah. it's very, very kind of you to say that. Um, um, yeah, well, I, I mean, that, that was the way. <clears throat> you know, it, it, you, you call it maybe primitive now, but but uh, I was concerned about the audio quality. But not that concerned. Um, you know, it was for fun, and it's like you know, and so it was what it was. But I was kind of, you know, I was amazed. Um, uh, but but Paul just said he kind of maybe like snuck in a few edits there. <laughs> one of one of yeah. my one of my later camcorders, one of my cheaper camcorders, um, had a, a, the the on off button was squeakier, <laughs> and you can you can hear. You can hear sort of it, when you turn it off. It you just get the beginning of the sort of. It's not like a eh or anything, but it's. I, I can hear my finger pressing on the button. And that yes. last. So when I put clips on the shot, I've, I, I have to sort of. I can tell even though I'm I'm editing it, editing a video or just just on, as an audio. I, I have I tend to take those little bits out to make it smoother for the audio experience. Uh, I've got two things to say about silly noises. Mm -hmm. uh, one of which is back, back in the old Sony days when I discovered by fiddling around with the tape recorder that if you switched off the mic before you actually switched off the machine, it made a sort of noise. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really do it. A kind of farty noise. Mm -hmm. And um, the other thing was on our Ray Face Shift, we, did, we, we had a BBC sound effects tape and the end of it had got twisted, so it played backwards. Uh -huh. um, and um, I, it, there was a there was a sound effect of a a, a computer from the Blake Seven series, and um, it, it, when you switched it on, it, it sounded like a sort of goosed parrot. Didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and um, and of course, backwards it went. <laughs> and yes, we we actually threw it in. Uh, Joby and I threw it in as a sort of. What do you think of that, Lenorek? <laughs> You know, uh, we, we we actually use that twisted tape to our advantage. <laughs> that's fun. That's fun. Uh, while you were telling me that, another weapon in my arsenal that I forgot about until just now was sound effect records. They oh. existed, LPs that were nothing but sound effects, and I found some. And I would have a portable record player on my desk right next to my stupid cassette recorder so that if I wanted someone to shoot a gun, I could go to the groove with a gunshot and play it on the record. 
these oh, sound effect records, you must yeah. have had them. Oh, yes. I, with the Doctor Who's sound effects, I used to speed them up and make other sound effects from the speed. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, what fun, what fun. And the, Dal- the Daleks firing their gun, if you speeded them up to sort of double, they sounded like something shaking some coffee beans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? So were you like a weirdo like me and you would go to record stores? You wouldn't bother looking at Paul. You were different because you were into music, maybe. <laughs> but I I would go to record stores and find obscure weirdo sound effect you know, and they were hard to find. Mm. But that's what I would do when I went to record stores. I didn't care about the music. I wanted to find soundtracks for oh, one. I certainly was interested in, in them. Um, I don't think there was that many on the market at the time. No, there weren't. Uh, I, I, I sort of have vague, whenever I think about R.W.H. Smith, I don't think of where it is now. I think of where, we, where it was 30-odd years ago, um, which is just around the corner from where it is now. And I, I remember they have a huge record department. Oh, and so did I. I, I. I worked in a large record department at one point. Oh yes. Oh uh, boy. A bit, a bit, a little bit of everything, really. But yes, I, that that sort of obscure stuff was I was more into than than sort of looking for pop when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Let me give you a for instance that's kind of funny. Is on one of my uh, haunts, I I found a really old record of a recreation of Fantastic Four number one in audio. <laughs> and, you know, they it was a it was a, a professionally done thing that Marvel Comics released as a record through a deal with somebody. And they had actors and they had sound effects and you know they they had the technology to do it smoothly. It certainly wasn't something they did on a cassette recorder. It was professionally recorded. But the thing is what was valuable is that this recording of actors playing the script from the comic book is they had sound effects. So yeah. when the thing would rip open the manhole cover, they put a sound effect in. <laughs> I don't know where it came from or how they created it, but that was the valuable thing for me because this record was filled with weird sound effects. And, you know, if I had a spot where... I don't know. I need something to sound like it was being pried open. I knew exactly where all the sound effects were on that record. And I could go, oh, well, I could use this. <laughs> yeah. And it would be like, oh, oh, problem solved. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, you know, it really opened up a whole lot of opportunities. It encouraged me to make that. That was the nerdiest thing of all. It encouraged me <laughs> to make my own sound effects LP. Ah. Although on a tape, you know, I'd, and I'd get also the kitchen utensils. I think it was a. Um, a mixer and a, and a Hoover, and I'd speed it up, and I discovered a whole a, a rich vein of um, sound effects. Um, but by swinging my dad's old Roberts radio round and round, and and you'd uh, in oscillation, you know, oh it, my God. between, and you you get all sorts of lovely weird sound effects. I, I spent hours and hours just spinning, recording this record of the radio just spinning around on its little circle bit, oh and, uh, doing all sorts of weird. Uh, again, only a slither of them still exist, but you know, it's oh, the, the hours of fun. Yeah, sometimes you have to record. I mean, I I have a mixture of of free sound effects from a from a website, but there's lots of gaps of things that I want sound effects for. So then I have to go and either make them myself or 
find them in in some other situation or go on YouTube and uh, you know if I need a goat noise just put on YouTube <laughs> goat goats and then, and then record a bit of goat noise from a video about goats. Yeah, um, that's what I do today, Paul. As well is through the you know this is what's so super awesome about today, you know, for you and I is that you've got a repository of this stuff of any I've never not been able to find what I wanted from YouTube no matter what I've done what sound effect I needed I always find it on YouTube that's amazing you know you don't have to find obscure records that you know you could make do with you can find almost exactly what you want that's a miracle anyways I I, I got to tell you this little setup for when back when I had my tape cassette recorder and I do plays uh, the two most sound effects that you use constantly is a door opening and closing and footsteps because I, I needed footsteps in my mind because you know people would come in well you got to hear them this is an audio cassette you got to have footsteps so here's here's how it ended up doing it's I first of all discovered that if on my desk, if I opened the drawer, it kind of sounded like a door opening. And then when I closed the drawer, it kind of sounded, uh, sounded like a door. So I had my drawer and then I had my shoe on the desk and I'd put my hand in the shoe and go. <laughs> I'd be there with my hand in the shoe and I'd open the drawer and step, step, step. Uh, close the drawer. All the doors closed. Oh my god! Yeah. I, I the other thing going back to sound effects is, um, you, you I, I would as a child I would see things. I would hear sounds that uh, are not supposed to be science fiction sound effects, but I'd hear a hear a, I'd interpret them anyway. I mean, we used to have Larry Grayson's Generation game here, and he would uh, there was a lim- eliminated noise, which was a and I thought, oh, what a great sound! That would be a, good for a gun in my new series, you know. And and then um, there was there was a a washing. Uh, a liquid advert, you know, which um, got everything bright in you know, and everything was suddenly but it was, was turned all clean. And I thought yeah. that's a great sound effect. We'll give it to the latest monster, you know, and and kind mm-hmm. of, and you think, yeah, that's that sounds really great as a gun, even though it's never intended to be. The sound, and, uh, the, the sound of the laboratory on the Shadow podcast is stolen from an evening comedy, um, <laughs> but it, just I was and I was watching the film and I thought. Oh, that's quite a good sound effect. And then I saw a scene where nobody was speaking and the sound effect was going. And I thought, right, when as soon as this film is finished, I'm going back and I'm recording that and I can loop it. Uh, and then the rest of the film was kind of like, come on, I want it to finish. I need to get this sound effect. <laughs> um, the other thing I'd have on my little plays is, is incidental music and like, you know, like uh, at the end of something stunning, you'd want a little burst of suspense music, as I would call it. Um, I would have records of the current day's, uh, you know, soundtracks. They, they were easy to find in record stores. But a lot of times I'd, I'd record it off TV shows that I knew damn well had a lot of music. Yeah. And uh, I would record, uh, let's just take an example, Lost in Space, Irwin Allen's 60s, had a lot of of this kind of music and I'd sit there at the TV and go, Oh, here it comes click. And I'd record the music, 
you know, and if they had little incidental sounds like maybe a sword fight while this music was going, well, that ended up in my show <laughs> because that's the best you can do. Yeah. But it was the it was the finding, it was the searching for that was that was so so much fun though. Um, yeah, that sort of oh yeah oh we can get this in. oh what yeah. can I do with this you know, and also like you said before, you, you could take the stuff and speed it up or slow it down and and, and make it even sound even different. Uh, yeah. Well, um, all right, so good lord, we're nerding out about this, aren't we? Uh-huh. <laughs> Is it wonderful? <laughs> Hello again, listeners. Before we conclude this edition of the show, we have some recordings that Paul made more recently, but which he hasn't yet had time to share with you. One of them is a behind-the-scenes recording that he and Nick made to celebrate the 500th episode, and the other is something that he recorded in the last few moments of 2021 into the first few minutes of 2022. In both of them he is editing the podcast. Yes, it is true, Paul has not had a rock and roll partying New Year for quite some while and he wasn't doing a live show on New Year's Eve this year either. Anyway, have a listen, and then we will return to say our goodbyes to our guests this episode. Happy listening, exclamation. Hello, Paul. Um, Hi. hi. Um, Let's talk about podcasting. Now, um, I'm here in Cheltenham Saints, your ancestral home, yes. uh, January the 8th, I think, um, yes. to, to 2022. And um, you're currently working on editing an episode. Which episode are you, are you uh, working on? It's actually episode 500, so it's a big, a biggie. Um, Is that the next one to be released? It's the next one to be released. It's actually episode, it's actually the 501st episode because I did a pilot episode, but um, it, it's, yeah, it's episode five. Hundred, it's 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 come at a, a sort of funny time, in a way because, it, I didn't quite know how many episodes I'd get out in twenty, um, in, in twenty twenty one, um, in in twenty twenty episode four hundred was my last episode. It happened that it was the last episode of the year, um, but it's just we've just sort of, jumped over into twenty twenty two, but, uh, um. Yeah, it, I've had quite a. I've had because I had a Christmas episode and review of the year episode not long before this. I've had quite a lot of big episodes. Um, it's not going to be the hardest to edit of because some of these episodes they become quite long and they become quite ambitious with plot lines and mm. and this is quite ambitious, but it's not actually going to be too difficult to, to edit. I, I've got some pre-recorded stuff that. I've rec- I've recorded with friends, like sort of little conversations that sort of mention the fact that it's episode five hundred. Mm-hmm. So there'll be some special guests, but everything's recorded. I'm currently um, just putting a bit of Sutton Park in, uh, and I'm just I've reached the end of it, and I'm just gonna add. The, so so for instance, we've got to go and find Jay. I've got, I've got to get off to Lisa's house tonight. Got all this filming to do. You did find out the link between Von Helbin and Doctor. I need to transition between scenes. The next scene 
is supposedly set outside. It wasn't recorded outside. But so I've got some music. I remember that. I remember that time. Um, yeah. Actually, and uh, apart from some park, could you give us a sneak preview of um, what 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 lies in store? Well, it's a big episode because um, I've had quite a lot of story arcs in 2021. It was quite a big year for big plot ideas or or doing things with characters because I couldn't always get uh, people outside of the show to come in as guests as easily because of lockdown. Uh, I I did have plenty of of special guests, but um, I also was focusing a lot on the, the fictional side of the show. And so we're in episode 500, we're coming up to Yeti Uncle John, who's been incarcerated for the last six months or so. He's being freed, he's being let out. There's various rumblings and disagreements circulating around that plot line. But also Ick, the alien, is pregnant and he's about to give birth in this episode. So when I said this wasn't a very as ambitious an episode as some, it is kind of, but it's not going to be that too difficult to edit. But... Um, it keeps the old adrenaline flowing, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, you know, it's great. Um, from a technical point of view, I'm interested because I'm currently looking at the for viewers, uh, well, for listeners, should I say? Um, I'm currently looking at the Audacity screen. That's the, mm. the, the software that you're um, making this on, um, and I work with Audacity, and it's interesting because I only work with the one um, level. Mm. Uh, now you've got several levels open there, all, all with different. Um, sections of the recordings which complement each other. I've got three tracks. Um, now, do you, do you open one and then another and then another? Yeah, um, I have different things on. It, uh, the thing is, no one ever taught me how to use this software. I, don't, I only know about what I know. I, um, I, I could do ten tracks, but I'm not sure my laptop would cope with it but it's inter- it's interesting from, from my point of view because i having not worked with those layers when you re- when you uh record when you save it as a, a finished product um does it say it saves all those tracks as one record yeah, all working together yeah it's one project and uh, i traditionally i do three tracks because my old laptop didn't always cope with more than that and and I can't explain it or justify it. It's how I do it, uh, and I just haven't bothered changing it. I haven't even bothered trying to see whether it could co- cope with four tracks. Um, That's three, a really, uh, it's a really interesting idea, because um, I didn't realise you could actually save on multiple tracks as, of, as one uh, recording. Audacity's uh, weird. I, I hear about people doing different really things with it, and I think, well, I don't know how you do that, mm. and, and vice versa. Obviously, I'm doing things, and you, you've not aware. So, yeah, I mean, um, it's, it's, it's a way of doing it that I'd, I'd not thought of before, but it's certainly something I'd consider for an, a future project. So, so that it, as I say, this it is not how, how you'd put an average episode together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, so I've got that the end of that Sutton Park clip. I've now moved the music, so I'll just show you. Uh, now I've moved the music to, to sort of transition got to get off to Lisa's house tonight. Got all this filming to do. You did find out the link between Von Helbin and Dr. Fellows, for example. Now there's a plot in Come on. Yeah, it's a, it's a really nice... That's a really nice transition. Yeah. And yeah. then I'll, I'll, I'll jump, but then it'll go into the next scene. I didn't think you'd be here, comedy. Well, no, I've said I'd come along. We haven't heard anything about Eek at the moment. So I I've, I've already done the 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 recording 
I'm playing all the characters, so I've had to change the... I've already done that bit. I've already done the cha- the, the characters that need voice changing. I've done that. I've prepared that. So, but, for example, here, w- 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 the clip that you've just shown with, yeah. the, with the two, is it literally one recording of a voice that you've done and then another recording? The, what, the one at the top track? is, is uh, in, in this particular time, but it doesn't necessarily stay like that. But um, the the top line is the, the voices. Um, the middle one... Well, I've got music on there at the moment. The bottom one is the sound effect of of it being a windy outside. I actually, I'll, I'll play you this bit. This is having to go all together because I got confused. I I had one character talking about, and I realised no, no, you're talking about the wrong. You're yeah. you're you're not playing the wrong character, but you're the character you're talking about isn't is standing right next to you. You're, <laughs> so um, this doesn't. Oh, I can't wait to see my lovely brother. Yeah, he is still my brother, even though he's got a different name. Oh, yes, uh, Tallulah. Tallulah, uh, I still can't remember if... Have we even told him that you're his sister? No, I I guess, well... Uh, Oh, we'll sort that out later. No, that's wrong. (laughs) Yes, that's me. Well, it's me, the whole of it's me, but the last bit's me going... No, that's not right. Um, <laughs> because the character's talking about Yeti Uncle John as if he's... No, and I'm like, no, you're, oh, you've got yourself... You're playing all the characters. Sometimes it gets good. So, um, Do you often find yourself confused if you're playing audible characters? Yeah, sometimes yeah. I have to stop and go, no, no, it's not... That isn't quite, it shouldn't be in Cromity's voice, it should be in somebody else's voice. <laughs> um, to, usually I notice, occasionally I've I've gone along and I've gone, oh... Uh, I didn't know. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to now record an extra bit for this episode three months after I originally yeah. recorded it, just to pad that bit. Also, this year, or well, 2021, I had, I, I had certain points like, Yeti Uncle John goes to change jail, then he escapes from jail, then he and, and various other things are happening. And then if I did a, sometimes I did had time to do extra episodes, and then I'd have to go, where does this fit in? Okay, I think that fits in there. And then somewhere along the way, maybe things changed. And when I came to edit it, I'd have to go, no, this is this, this bit's going to have to go because it now contradicts the timeline of the story I've been telling. Um, but it's, that, it's to me, it's so much like how it was when I was doing writing, mm-hmm. but it's just audio and audio, you know, you're having to amend yourself. I, I don't, whereas my friend Toppy, he, he will scrap whole episodes if it doesn't, he'll do it and it, no, it doesn't work. Scrap the whole episode. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never done that. I, I will make. I've recorded it. It'll be used yeah. in some form. I might have to chop the odd bit out, but yes, yeah, so, so we do nothing's have, ever wasted. It's, it's, nothing's it's ever like, wasted because that, like the communal pig. In, in yeah. a way, it's great. It, in a way, it's great that Toppy can do that. I can't. I can't. Um, I'm like, well, that's that's. But 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 I can't do that. <laughs> uh, I do have an episode that's going to come out I, later later in the year, probably for April Fools. Uh, and I, I think you may remember that I did this with Sutton Park. At least I did it theoretically in that it was an idea. I recorded an episode in about 2017, which was going to be my emergency last episode of the podcast. Yeah. Um, I was always—I think I was always talking about plot lines with Sutton Park that yeah. would be the end of the... Of the we never That's record, right, I remember them. I remember them. Yeah, we never recorded them um, and set them aside. We probably used... But we used the ideas... Late uh, and, and kind of oh well, we'll do something different when it comes to the end of the show. Um, but I actually did record this episode in 2017, which was my emergency last episode. If I got knocked down by a bus, um, now it's three or four years. P- presuming I can 
put it all together. It, it should all be all together. I'm going to release it as my April Fool's episode this year, probably. <laughs> it's, it's the last episode, it's not you being knocked down. I, well, I'm going to record another emergency last, <laughs> but it'll be more recent yeah. because... It, because the, I don't think the cast has changed that much. It's certainly not the regulars from when I recorded that. Mm-hmm. But even so, I'd like a more recent last episode. But I have to, I have to actually do another last episode. Yeah. Um, but, and how much? Obviously, that you record vast amounts over the years. Um, over the year, um, mm-hmm. uh, we're entering a new year, twenty twenty two. What? Um, how much material roughly have you still got to release? I always put it on my blog as a sort of coming up this, you know, ones that are yeah. still episodes that are still to 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 come, and and I I've roughly got about twenty five episodes that have recorded all. Um, they won't this this the the order I have them at the moment um, will ch- continue to change as I because. I've recorded an episode with you and yes. Toppy, which will now be inserted a lot sooner than 25. It'll go in the next five episodes. But um, So in actual fact, the, the episodes to come are, are signposted. They, you know, people, people know to yeah, expect I them. Yeah, I kind of put little things that on my blog of episodes that are coming up, but I won't I won't commit to that order staying the same. Um, it, might, it, might, it might do. And I mean, at, at the moment, with episode 500... Yes, I needed to put episode four nine nine before because it linked in, and I need to do five oh one as five oh one because that goes yeah. straight. Up. But after that, I'll be back to sort of you can release in whatever order you like. Um, although I have recorded my Valentine's episode, and that's ready to be edited. Just because I knew I'd be doing episode five hundred this month, I didn't want to be caught short and not and I'd be rushing to do a Valentine's episode. So it's all edited, and I can start editing it when I, when when it becomes appropriate. You know, once February starts, I'll be thinking, okay, I might release it second in February mm. after the February episodes or something. Yeah. But, uh, um, but yeah, so uh, I've just deleted a. I've just deleted that mistake um, that I was that we were oh, yeah. I was telling you about, and so now I'm going to sort of join back join the the. Uh, so I think the next. So I can. I'm uh, just waiting for it to... They're useful having it on two levels, uh, four levels, should I say, because you, you've got room to manoeuvre. Mm. August, you're so silly. Uh, oh, it, oh, I can't wait to see Eddie Uncle John. It'll be so nice to see you, Maudie Martin. Oh, yes, it will. I... A very sort of... That, feel, that felt to me like too much of a gap between the, the, two, com- the two conversations. So I'm very sort of... I'm going to take that bit just to speed it, just to speed up the. Uh, oh, except I pressed the completely wrong button. It's put me right back to the beginning of the. Of the uh, <laughs> what, what do we do before the undo button? I tell you. Um, yeah, no, it hasn't actually. It's just skipped to the. Uh, to the starting to get dark outside, and my yeah. my laptops. Are, yeah. I, so it's just sort of sum up. Um, is there some particular episodes? Uh, that are coming up that you're particularly looking forward to, you know, kind of. Well, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to the. I I do enjoy the um, the fictional episodes. So I, I do have. I like the Valentine's episode. Something big is going to happen in that. Uh, something obviously big is happening in this episode. Um, so I'm looking. I look forward to those because I enjoy the acting. I, I enjoy 
storytelling and the because I don't do any other sort of writing um, these days, so that's that's why I get to be creative. But we have we have a lot of we have a lot of sort of interesting episodes in the can, um, and ones that I'm kind of got people ready to um, ready to come back and do episodes, make recordings uh, with me. So there'll be lots of sort of tri- trivia stroke film, stroke music type episodes as well. So, because, you know, the way I think of it is that we're sort of a podcast about a podcast and some episodes are what the podcast is, the film or music episodes, and then the, the other episodes are the the people who make the podcast, what goes on in their lives behind the scenes, which are always very over-the-top things or aliens or whatever. So... Um, the two the two different types of episodes work well together because what one we can be a bit more serious and the other we can um, parody ourselves or uh, yeah I, I I enjoy doing both and I know um, some of my collaborators prefer to um, take part in in different in the different sorts of episodes some of them do both some of them prefer to do one it, it uh, yeah, it, it's. And, but you know, things change, or you know, uh, over time, the show changes. You don't realise it's changed until you look back and go, "Oh, that's quite different from what we were doing a year ago." Or, um, uh, yeah. So, uh, I better get back to it. Um, yes, we will leave you to it and uh, look forward to another year's worth of, of, rec- of um, recordings coming our way. Thank you very much. Hi listeners, it's me. Uh, it's New Year's Eve. It's six minutes till 2022. I've had some boozy coffees and I've watched the 2021 edition of Candyman, which was kind of good, but I don't think it's as good as the original. Um, and I watched, um, what's it called? Oh yeah, cat, cat, um, Catfish. Which I, I, uh, I'm quite uh, um, a, a fan of, um, and uh, yeah, I'm so- sorry that I I didn't do a live show at either Christmas or uh, New Year this year, but uh, um, yeah, but uh, I have been um, working on an episode that'll be going out on New Year's Day, which will be out by the time you hear this i'm not sure where this will be going probably on our next chatterbox episode i've got a lot of episodes planned obviously we've got um episode 500 coming up pretty soon uh, and the sort of three connected episodes 499 500 and 501 yeah there were they're all manner of episodes recorded but i am aiming to do another chatterbox very soon very soon but yes i've Already completed an episode that'll be going out on New Year's Day, which is in three minutes' time. But I'm not putting it out until I've gone to bed and woken up again, but it's all ready to go. Um, so hopefully that makes up for no live New Year episode. Um, so does that mean I've done 97 episodes in 2021? Well, kind of. Uh, but no, because when it didn't go out in 2021, um, 
Delia's nearby. I've put the 2022 calendars up already, which um, may or may not be bad luck. Um, yeah. Uh, I think I can hear fireworks. I've done absolutely nothing um, other than watch films. Did I mention Sons and Daughters as well? Watched an episode of that. <laughs> very, very rock and roll. But I said, I did have boozy coffee. Uh, and um, I decided to end the year as I began it. Well, kind of. Or I should say, I'm spending the last couple of minutes of 2021 doing the thing that's made me the happiest during 2021. And that's editing. Well, the podcast, let's say. Not necessarily editing the podcast. That's the uh, <laughs> that's the slow bit. Recording it is probably more fun than editing it. Although it is nice to hear it all come together. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's what I'm doing. I'm editing episode 498 which is all about vampires. Uh, and again, you'll have heard it by the time this comes out. But uh, anyway, uh, as I wasn't doing a live show, I did kind of want to at least be recording at midnight, even if it's just a short message. Um, yes, I'm trying to find the transition noise, the one that goes between scenes. I also need to find the um, the peepers, the yeah, it's beeper's noise. Um, um, and, yes, there we go. It's just gone over to 2022. And there's definitely fireworks outside. As long as they stay um, outside and don't, come in, and don't come in through the window, it'll be fine. Um, yes, so... Uh, Happy New Year. Um, probably the quietest New Year I've had in the time I've done, well, since the early days of the podcast, anyway. So I did do New Year shows for quite a few years. Maybe I'll do another one another year. Anyway, ah, oh, here we go. Here's the peeper noise. Here's the transition noise. So I can sort that out and uh, yes there's that uh, I've quite a long way to go with this episode at the moment um, but that's fine um, I am glad that uh, I can put the next episode out the, the first episode of 2022 um, I'm not sure because Libsyn that hosts my podcasts as it's an American company it may be that they won't uh, update my account to 2022 until uh, early you know until America becomes 2022 um, so yeah I won't try and upload it now but it is ready to go so that's good um, there we go I shall just put the peeper sound 
in place actually I think I don't know what it is I can't remember where I recorded this episode but um, the sound does it does sound like I'm recording it somewhere different um, so I'm putting a background sound um, there we go anyway i think that's all i've got to say happy new year um i'll do this for another five minutes or so then i will probably think about going to bed i, th- I think toby's already gone to bed or at least he's fallen asleep if he's not planned to go to bed um yeah, ouch um, <laughs> i will speak to you again soon listeners um and uh, may 2022 be a very successful year maybe i'll manage to release 100 episodes in one year this year uh, something that has evaded me until now those fireworks sound very close and the dog upstairs doesn't like it at all Okay, more more soon. Bye for now. Happy New Year. I sort of get now how you were doing them. You you guys didn't even need to be in the same room necessarily. So that's interesting. Um, You'd put this stuff together and then what would happen? You'd do what, how would you get it to other people? Um, Did you make a copy of it and physically send them a cassette tape of your show? um, I don't can't remember now <laughs> how I advertised the first one. I think we had a, Paul and I both had a network of pen friends uh, back in the late 80s and early 90s. And um, I think we'd spread the word that, well, certainly with that first Ray Face shift, I, I sort of said to people, you know, well, we've, we've got this happening and that happening. And, and so, you know, Paul would send, send it to some of his friends and I'd send it, to, you know, and so on and so on. Um, so it would, and then I think we started advertising about issue two or three in the way. I think Troby was still a member of the Doctor Appreciation Society by then. I'd gone by then and he, he would advertise in Celestial Toy Room, which was still going then. Um, and, um, we get customers from, from that. Um, Give me an idea like, um, you know, maybe you'd put an ad in there, uh, like how, how many orders did it generate i mean give me some idea i i I, i've got a book somewhere of all the people that ordered from day one and uh, i i don't think i suppose it was if i was lucky it was about i don't 12 to 20 an issue perhaps Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. obviously when when things got going it was a little bit better known and i even had an order from america once (laughs) <laughs> um, it was about two dollars for the whole issue. I, I think it, it cost me more to send than it was. Right. 
And that was the other thing. You know. <laughs> and that, 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 somebody ordered it, the, the complete set from them. Uh, mm -hmm. from, yeah. <clears throat> now, that was the other thing you mentioned, is that there were people that, you know, charged and you, you did not, uh, or maybe sometimes, but most of the time you didn't. And so you would probably have to find a padded envelope to put these cassettes in and mail them? Most definitely, yes. I mean, I, I would always ask them to send the uh, the cassette in a standard dressed envelope. So ah! So that was all I asked of them. I, I didn't want to charge because I was afraid of being copyrighted. And, um, you know, so I, I never charged for it, but... Uh, um, it was, it was good. Um, you know, it was, it was enormous fun. It took, it would have taken the fun out of it actually. To, um, you know, I just saw it, saw it as an extended family of, of fandom. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and we had, we advertised in a DW Doctor dream watch bulletin, uh, which was a magazine which evolved from Doctor Who, but then went on to other, every other telefantasy one there. We had a quarter of a page, I think at one point. Mm -hmm. uh, but we had contributions from America and Australia as well from people there that, that sent in stuff. That's um, amazing. So um, <clears throat> uh, I don't know how you would ever track it, but this must have happened. So if I if I got a tape from you, I'd probably maybe order it from other people, and I'd have these. And then if I had other friends who were into this, maybe if I got a tape from you, I'd mail it to my friend. And your your tapes probably went around to to people. You may not even have known because somebody shared, you know, said, "Hey, you gotta listen to this and send it to that guy." Well, I'm, I, I mean, if 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 I had had um, every, every listener had been as enthusiastic as yourself, yes, it, it, that would be the lucky way of doing it. I think I had a, a very good American friend called um, Rachel Sinclair, who who had you part of a fan group, and she she got her partner involved in in some contributions. And um, yeah, it, it, it did. It did uh, circulate a, a little, but it, I think it circulated better in America, in in Oregon, than it did here in Britain. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they tended to keep it more to themselves if it was in Britain. I think mm, mm -hmm. um, maybe but, it was because you know, I, I don't know. I I just maybe people were doing this in America, but I just don't think so. I think this is a UK phenomenon. That's really interesting to hear, actually. I don't think I've ever, ever sort of thought of it that way. There was one in Australia called Doctor Who 2000, run by a guy called Neil Hogan. He he actually worked with Lee Freeman of Sutton Park fame for a bit because he did Lee did the covers. He was a very very good artist, and mm -hmm. um, and he was he did so. There was one in Australia, but I don't like you said. I don't think they were hugely widespread across the globe. Mm -hmm. Well, I really found it all super fascinating uh and just you know naturally it made me very nostalgic for uh, all the things i did with my tape recorder and also it it it, it uh, you know wasn't lost on me that you know today with today's technology you, you have something like round the archives and they are accepting uh, articles from people as you you guys over there like to call them uh, of material you know that people from like me, I sent in something to round the archives, and it well, it got on the show, and and that's what you guys were doing way back then. Yeah, so it, it, it's as you as you quite rightly say, it's a natural progression from that, and it's uh, you know it's it's still spreading the love. Mm -hmm. All really 
really awesome. Really awesome. I, I, I think I think I may have exhausted my questions. <laughs> but we are running out of time. Before we go, I ought to say that if you missed the original episode where we discussed the tape zines, it was episode 489, and it was called In the 1990s When Tape Zines Ruled the Earth, and it was released on the 9th of December 2021. So a relatively recent episode, although it was recorded back in 2020 during one of our lockdowns, because we recorded so much, it, it was one I thought was a bit more niche, so we didn't put it out as quickly as... I'm yeah. thrilled to bits, yeah, had such an impact. So that's, <laughs> that's great. I mean, oh, it, it hits all my buttons. And, and I, there's people uh, like me, and I know, that are listening that I totally get this, totally get it, and are excited by it. Well, guys, it's out, it's out there, and you're, you're very welcome anytime. Thank you. Well, um... Toppy, thanks for joining us, and Nick, thanks for joining us. I'm glad we're able to talk uh, get together again. Yeah, um, we let you get a few words in, Paul, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was sunbathing outside. Oh no, I wasn't. It's probably, <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, yes, we're running out of time, so I'll, I'll say goodbye to you both and to you, listeners, and we'll be back again soon. Uh, you take care. Bye-bye, bye bye. 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 job with preserving all this stuff because um, you know it does mean something even if it's just to us but uh, just the fact that you're you know, taking something park and putting it on something that maybe will preserve it a while longer because those tapes you know they don't they're not going to last forever but but uh, you know you're doing it and you're archiving it that's great even I, so we're not going to we're not there's no plans to get rid of the originals at the moment because, yeah. well, partly because we're we're still improving on the digitizations yeah. um, and, and partly because some people would probably say, oh, we well, digitize them now. You don't need to keep the originals. But it's, it, it would feel like chucking a, a family member on a bonfire or it something. Also, to... they're all, you know, as we've discovered over the last five years, there there are better and better ways of, of transferring it. I mean, I've only just discovered the joys of the MKV file, which Keith, uh, our friend, uh, introduced me to, whereby for the first time ever, we've been able to uh, take actually copy something part tapes whole, whereas usually it would stop at 25 minutes and then give you a, another file uh, for the last five minutes, which was infuriating. <laughs> uh, so for all the so we, there's still there's still a few episodes to track down, mostly in the from 2000. So the mostly the the later stuff. But um, are you, are you saying that you you've actually already you've pretty much digitized the entire Sutton Park? Is that what yeah. you mean? We're near. Really? We're near. I, I, as I say, there's some of the. Uh, 
3100s um still might be in a box in in your place paul yeah maybe maybe because i mean towards the end of my 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 interest or my protective mother motherliness of the cam of the tapes was probably less towards the end of the show because i was moving on to something else so 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 maybe I i lost track of where one or two tapes got to but uh, yeah i've definitely become a, uh, in my sort of middle age i've definitely become a bit of a zealot in terms of preserving old recordings and old uh, uh, you know film record audio video um anything you know it's and sharing it with with whoever's mm-hmm. interested really i um, it's it's really become something of a passion i'm, I'm thinking about it i think it probably always has been yeah uh, well there's it's so worthwhile, especially personal things like you've 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 had interviews with people that are no longer with you, and there they are. Uh, you know, you friends, can hear their voices. Friends um, went to co- went to college with uh, friends that um, you know uh, uh, from a church. You, I think one of them one of them is dead, or and another one is estranged, and I'm not likely mm-hmm. to hear again. And I need with those those certain ones. I need to be in a strong place to listen to because mm. of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's my grandparents. Dad, my grandfather sounded just like my dad, um, and, and my grandmother who sounded really rich. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that and, wonderful? Right, um, and uh, you know, myself uh, arguing with my sister or, or something, or trying to sing a song and, and being interrupted by her, and or leaving yeah. a message from my mum when I was seven years old, and because uh, uh, she came back from Paris, she went to Paris at one point, and um, I was going to be too. It was going to be too late when she got home for me to be up, still up. So I left. I did a tape recording with my sister, and I uh, yeah. that that still exists. I don't know if people are less. Um embarrassed about being recorded than they are to be videoed i i, I did get my mum on sutton park back in the day on on video and my dad um but uh, it, it, it's more it's easier to sort of ask my mum to you know she's become a bit of a, a regular on the show in the last hmm. few years uh, well i'm also thinking of your niece paul what's neat about it is that when you go back you know she was quite a bit younger than she is now and she's got you know a little girl's voice and she's all kinds of energy and crazy and kooky and then a couple years later she's back obviously matured quite a bit but you've got it recorded it's harder harder to get it she's you have to go through her agents these days (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. My, my niece, I mean, I've got some old recordings of when she was small, including her sixth birthday, audio recordings. And, um, yeah, I, I just, yeah, you do, when they grow up, they become, they they, they do a little bit, all oh, right, you want to record me? Yeah. I, I <laughs> she, was very, she was very keen for a while, but I don't know. I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what to... To, to blame it on but uh, well she's just you know at that time it wasn't like that I, I i wasn't i didn't have a teenage i had a teenage i was a teenager for about a week i, <laughs> I think of the particular holiday where i sulked a bit for a week and but generally i wasn't a typical teenager i didn't really rebel against my parents mm-hmm. um i didn't well, I, was, I was it's never too late paul you can start 
I'm going to smash up now. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I, I, I used to rebel against my peers because I, yes. I didn't want to be part of somebody else's club. I wanted to be my own club. Uh, so maybe that's more unusual than I realised. But I, I did a, well, Paul did a, a whole um, video film with my niece uh, when she was about 16, 17. And um, now she, 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 she's got it on DVD and... Uh, uh, and we we've done various. Uh, there was interview. She has an interview with her in the, from ninety six, and um, you know it's it it it, 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 it when she's in a relationship, you know it's just sort of uh, she's you know you get you get past the the first base there. But if you really want to get to know her, you know you really let in. You get shown this film. You know, kind of yeah, <laughs> I think um, I don't know. I don't want to speak for Toppy, but I think we're we're in a relatively similar situation. And obviously, with the well being like it is at the moment i think uh, there, there are definitely people out there who do podcasts and that's just something they do and they do other things that are probably more exciting than podcasting but certainly for me doing my podcast isn't the most exciting thing i do that that is that is the, the highlight of my of there isn't particularly at the moment there isn't much else that can better me do and releasing a podcast uh um but i do feel that the same way um my interest you know it's more than just a a little hobby it's like it's kind of what i do it's my creative outlet it's 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 much more important than than to me anything else i'm doing (laughs) uh are you guys familiar with a wire recorder this goes way back in history are you familiar with it do you know about them i i don't wire Uh, before magnetic tape there was a portable recorder. It was on wire. And it was literally a spool of wire that somehow sound vibrations would get, I don't know, etched into, I don't know. But it, it was a, a, a funny contraption. You can Google it, wire recorder. And <clears throat> I have a recording of my father when he was a child. This is all before magnetic tape. And... <clears throat> It was done with a wire recorder of this musical that he was a that the neighborhood kids did, and I've got it on that it was on that wire recorder for years, and then my father took it and put it on reel to reel magnetic tape, and then I don't know five or seven years ago I took that magnetic tape and put it onto uh, 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 you know I made it an MP3 file. Isn't that so, yeah. Oh, I know. I I know. I know there was supposed to have been a I passingly mentioned a reel to reel recording from the early sixties of my cousin and my aunt, and I would love to. Have, I've, I've got various recordings of my cousin. I'd love to have had. I, I believe somewhere aunt. there's a, a a vinyl record of my dad singing when he was a choir boy because he was considered to have a very good voice, and and I think it was made into to vinyl but then his voice broke so i mm-hmm. I, I think that's true i think i think i believe that's um it's like he, he's he's always very sort of you know singing to him is like somebody with a really good voice which as a music fan that isn't always what makes a good singer. you know there are yeah, people with good voices and people with awful voices that do great really stuff um, <laughs> and, and uh 
you know, to me, if I listen to opera, I'm just like, la, 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 what a silly man singing in a, whoa, 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 whoa. that's not I'm dying, I'm dying three years later, three yeah. hours later, I'm still dying. Uh-huh. Well, I just got um, from a listener of the Smellcast a wonderful MP3 that was originally recorded on magnetic tape, but it's of his uh, grandfather singing. And I guess he just occasionally would sing into a recorder yeah. um, for fun. Well, it got preserved, and it's it's now a, 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 an MP3 file. He sent it to me, and I'm going to put it on the show, um, yeah. and I'm going to have him and his brother talk about their grandfather, and then I'm going to I'm going to put in its entirety uh, about thirty minutes of this this old man singing <laughs> i love it that's that's the way to do it that's that's to put it out there and and kind of celebrate it that's 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 so good maybe paul let me put on my uh, paris tape <laughs> yeah. yeah at some point <laughs> or my pop, or even worse my pop song which is very tacky <laughs> and he, you know I, I i don't think i i don't exactly think i wrote out the words in advance um <laughs> well you know, i mean Harry and I have done, I mean, uh, Harry and I have done music, but I mean, it's really been Harry, but he, he dragged me into doing singing, when, which uh, was a bit of an experience and, and, and just, you know, I like singing along to things, but actually recording it and keeping it for posterity. Um, yeah, you'll, you'll never, best you'll best. never. I was only chosen because I'm slightly better at singing than he is, but, but, he, mm. uh, but that doesn't say much. But, yeah, uh, you don't want to hear me singing. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Oh, you do a wonderful wandering star, though. <laughs> yeah. Great voice. You'd have a great voice, wandering star. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find more shows over at pride48.com. Oh dear, <laughs> what's going on now? Oh, it's the Shy Life Podcast. Let's go. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univospods.net. You know, I'm not going to worry about it. I'll speak to them. And uh, the only thing is, I just, I don't know what type of police I'll be speaking to in the, what I mean is, Am I going to be speaking to like serious police who mm. are like very, very serious police? Or am I going to be talking to police who I can tell about aliens and Shane Jail and the oh. podcast? You know, there's, you, you know, am I going to be talking to, uh, you know, very, very serious crime drama police or, yeah. or comedy or, police or something? Or like X-File police. Yeah. It, there's so many different sorts of police out there. If you talk to the wrong ones, they could give you a very hard stare. But uh, 
Uh, You're going to have to suss it out. Yeah. Suss it out, yeah. I wonder if having Sniffy Martin, like, maybe he can help. Oh, yeah. Yes, that's a good. I'll have him with me. Um, Yeah, because he might even know them or something. He he can definitely have good good thinking, Toppy. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, I better go because I'll let you know what oh. the police say yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah please do. Um, yeah. Okie dokie. Uh, uh, bye, bye for now then. Bye for now. Bye. I, 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 I just want us to be friends, like proper friends again, Toppy. I don't want to be arguing with you. I do too, Paul. But it's just, it's just, it's just, <laughs> but we are. We have a breakthrough. It's just that yeah, the Uncle John is so awful that he spoils things. He's okay, Paul. I love you, Toppy. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Quite enough. <laughs> that's exactly what i wanted when i was editing us arguing about it in that particular episode and i put it into the episode and i knew knew it had gone out i was i got lots of sutton parky sort of soap opera and argument thrills (laughs) (laughs) all that old adrenaline all that sutton park adrenaline Uh, oh here comes some coffee uh, that's right. Thank you. Was that mom? Oh, that's mom. Thank <laughs> you. Hi, Paul's mom. <laughs> Hi. Boy, I'll tell you what, I don't got anybody bringing me coffee. <laughs> oh. Episode. <laughs>